Well, it's getting crowded in this run for U.S. Senate, specifically on the Republican side. And now we get news that former West Michigan congressman and veteran Peter Meyer is throwing his hat in the ring. And he joins us this afternoon on JR Afternoon. Uh, Peter, good to have you, first of all. Thank you for having me on. Uh, crowded or maybe sporty. Okay, there, a, however, another. absolutely. How did you get to this decision? Uh, you know, Chris, I'm not the type of guy who's comfortable sitting on the sidelines. Um, that, that's always been a, a challenge for me. Um, and, you know, honestly, looking at the direction the things are going and not feeling like there are folks who are out there who are outlining a positive vision for how we make sure that by 2050 we're in the middle of the second great American century. Uh, I thought it was important to be able to get out there, to express my views, uh, to share, I mean, frankly, all of the things that I saw that were wrong in D.C. and the ways that our, the voting public is unable to actually influence how the government is formed, uh, but also to outline how we can fix that. You know, I remember uh, when you lost your primary, um, you joined me and we had a very frank conversation. And, and you know, the Republican Party seems to have shifted uh, at least in, in some cases, in some parts of the country, certainly here in Michigan, uh, we, we've seen it. Um, what What is it about the Republican Party and, and uh, the conservatives that, that, that you even align with? Um, why get back into the fray? Why is it that, that you want to face this uphill climb yet again? I mean, I think it's important on the Republican side of the aisle that we have all folks rowing in the same direction. There's some people that are just far more comfortable attacking people they agree with 99% of the time than saying, hey, you know, we have disagreements, but disagreements can be a marker of a healthy organization, uh, and let's focus on where we can work together. I mean, that was something that Ronald Reagan said all the time. If you agree with me 80% of the time, you know, you're my ally and friend, right? The problem is if we let those disagreements trip into division, then we're paralyzed. And on the Republican side of the aisle, the only folks who are going to win a Republican civil war are going to be the Democrats. And if you're an American, if you're not a Republican, you say, oh, that's fantastic. Republicans are fighting each other. Well, guess what? If we have a two-party system, then you need each of those parties to be on check on the excesses of the other. And if either collapses, if either is asleep at the switch or not able to organize and do what it needs to do to put forward its agenda, then the entire country suffers. That was what I saw when I was in Congress, where, you know, President Biden had a 50-50 Senate. If there was one fewer senator, they wouldn't have a majority, needed the vice president as a tiebreaker. In the House, it was the slimmest House majority that either party had had since World War II. And yet they normalized crisis level spending and put forward policies that we are still living with the ramifications of in terms of record high inflation. Right. There is no check on those excesses. Right. We need our parties to be forcing the other uh, to discipline themselves. And we need to be in a situation where iron sharpens iron. I'm a Republican. I want the Republican Party to be strong. And frankly, I think it's important not only for the ability to advance conservative values and conservative principles and more importantly, conservative solutions, but also so that our system stays in its return to a point where it can be functional, healthy and, you know, solving the problems of the American people. You know, there have been a number of Republicans that have looked at the Michigan GOP and, and have questioned the direction of the, the state party. Uh, there was a post that the Michigan GOP uh, submitted that, that said Peter Meyer voted to impeach President Trump. Remember that. They later retracted it and, and said that it was an intern's fault for, for putting that out on social media. Do you see a path for Republicans in this state 
common sense Republicans uh, to, I mean, to, to, to find these offices, these elected offices, uh, uh, aside from the, the Michigan GOP? I mean, who amongst us hasn't fired off, you know, a heated tweet, you know, in a in a rushed moment, right? I mean, I, I'm I'm certainly guilty of that from time to time, you know. But when it comes to the party, I think one of our challenges is the more we have conversations on screens, you know, the easier it is to to either not see the humanity in somebody or to just you know come from a position where we're we're doing more talking than we're listening, right? I mean, all of us, we got one mouth. God gave us two ears. You know, we need to be writing that balance. Um, and I, frankly, that's why I'm excited to be in this campaign and going all around the state talking with folks. And, and some of those conversations are going to be heated. I'm sure there will be a lot of points of, of you know, known disagreement, uh, uh, unknown disagreement, known agreement and surprising agreement. But that's, I mean, frankly, what it's going to take to communicate and, and get over some of the sticking points that we've seen that just cause people to retreat to their corners. As opposed to saying, okay, I like this, don't like that, like this, don't like that, but having a fuller picture of what candidates have to offer. This seems to be a, a, a pretty um, treacherous time in, in American history, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, uh, and now Hamas in Israel. Um, it, it feels like a potential uh, conflict uh, in, in Taiwan exists and is very real. How do you use and tap into your military expertise as a way of navigating these these pretty rocky waters for the United States abroad? Um, I mean, I'll say from the outset, I mean, yeah, we're juggling a bunch of live grenades and we can't afford to let them drop. Right. And and all it takes is for one thing to go wrong. And the, op- the potential for cataclysm, I think, should not be understated. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever been more concerned about where we are in terms of the the global uh, security threat environment and all of the ways that stuff could go rapidly out of control. You know, but that having been said, I think that's why it's important to, to communicate honestly with folks and help them understand the complexity behind some of these issues. No foreign policy issue is well served when, okay, well, uh, you know, you look at whatever the other side is doing and just say, let's do the opposite. I mean, that caused a lot of Democrats, because former President Trump was very tough on China, to become very sympathetic towards China, mm-hmm. right? All in that sort of reaction. I think we've seen, you know, the, the Russia-Ukraine crisis is incredibly complex. There's strong U.S. national security implications and concerns, but something that doesn't lend itself well to a black or white picture. Uh, and, and speaking of a place that isn't black and white, I mean, just the, the tension in the Middle East right now, I, I mean, is I think... I mean, probably the, the on the verge of being more dangerous than it's been in 50 years. Right? These are times that call for folks who are, are a going to have some discipline and restraint to not make everything a partisan issue, but also try to educate and inform and share some of that complexity. Because Lord knows, you know, the better un, the better the American people can understand the threats and the consequences we're facing. And the more we can move that from just a left versus right to recognizing there's some core, you know, shared American national security interests, you know, the better we'll be positioned to make sure that we a are not repeating mistakes, but frankly, more importantly, that we're as as uh, putting ourselves on as sustainable and prudent a path as possible. You know, there have been uh, candidates and politicians around the country that have 
that have approached the Donald Trump subject uh, in different ways. And, and there has been different varying degrees of success along the way. But but I look at somebody almost like uh, Gl- Governor Glenn Youngkin out in 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 Virginia, where there was a, a willingness to adopt but not completely get on board the Donald Trump train. How in, how important is is the Donald Trump effect in these races like you'll be partaking in? Um, and then does he impact Republicans on the, the down ballot? I think um, I mean, he certainly is a, a massive turnout driver. Um, and, you know, I, I frankly look at what how he ran his 2016 campaign in contrast to the traditional candidates, in contrast to everybody else who basically sounded the same, but maybe they tweaked a talking point here or there and offered something fresh and something unique. I, mean, I think now the funny part is you have an entire political establishment in the, on the Republican side that has oriented themselves, you know, not necessarily in support of him so much as in with a degree towards you know, co-opting him uh, because they are so they lack so much confidence in their own message that they're just trying to, you know, keep their heads above water. And I think that is, that is the wrong approach. That is just, you know, totally without conviction and without value. Um, I I don't view anything as an all or nothing. Like I I love talking about all the places where Donald Trump's policies were resounding successes that I would like to see happen again. I've called him out, obviously, in places where I disagreed with him. Uh, But I've also spent probably even more time since I left office defending him in ways in which Democrats are attacking him in hypocritical and dangerous ways to the country, such as trying to block him from even being on the ballot here in the state of Michigan. I think that's wrongheaded and risky, uh, and I stand against that. Uh, Congressman, former Congressman Peter Meyer joins us, throwing his hat into the ring for U.S. Senate, the soon-to-be-vacant U.S. Senate seat here in the state of Michigan. Uh, good stuff. Look forward to talk with you again very soon as, as your campaign really gets firing on all cylinders. No, Likewise, I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Yep, you got it. That's Peter Meyer running for U.S. Senate here in the state of Michigan. Got to take a break. We're going to examine some of the comments made by Rashida Tlaib over the last couple of days next here on JR Afternoon.